Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, sorry, I had to get my cat out of the room. She fell asleep, like, on my lap. Aww. Aww. Yeah, you didn't have to move her well no she wasn't asleep but she was like purring and i felt really bad but i had to because it wouldn't have been good you would have just heard purring the entire time oh you know what that's just <laughs> another part of the podcast that's almost like an asmr thing i'm sure that would get some members of the audience fine with a cat purring. she's, she's also just kind of like i love my cat she's like the cutest cat ever but She's got this thing where when she gets really comfy, starts falling asleep and purring, she drools. <laughs> so when she gets, like, real comfy, she just starts drooling. And it's nasty. So <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I told the vet that. She's like, yeah, no, cats just do that when they really like us. And I'm like, okay. like, <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good, then. Like, it's no- it's normal. It's perfectly normal. But I it's- just, I guess perfectly normal I, I guess my childhood cat never liked us enough to drool ap ready yeah got that lip balm no what are you doing i don't know there's a procedure <laughs> <laughs> trying to mix it up eric i don't know uh, don't, like don't jinx the rituals i don't know i don't know yeah maybe you're right okay <laughs> okay and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour episode 168, Rangers Talk Hasbro PulseCon. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. So I'm going to ranger up with your host. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P, Steve F, Doug F, AJW, Tyler W, Tyler B, Tyler D, Eric D, Jacob P, Steve M, Liz M, Craig M, Callum M, Mesa M, Hassan A, Bo H, Raheem Y, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. And we have a crap ton of news. There is so much news. Yeah. Not only news, but a lot of stuff came out of PulseCon. And so kind of all of this is like one big, like, let's talk about everything. So I'm really excited. I wanted to ask you all first, like, did you watch the panels from PulseCon? I watched a couple of them, yeah. I watched the Power Rangers one, obviously, and I watched the Ghostbusters one. Mm -hmm. The Ghostbusters one was, like, super cringe. It was very, (laughs) very cringe. I I, I kind of was watching, like, muted and also switching back and forth between Twitter and the the feed. It's like, oh, no, I can't. I can't deal with it. Like, uh, secondhand cringe is the worst, and I I hate it so much. Like, if I saw another (laughs) let's get a hashtag going to defeat this whatever ghost, Mm -hmm. I was going to throw a remote through my television. (laughs) (laughs) AP, how about you? I did not watch it. I don't remember what I was doing, but I just remember. Probably having a life. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> not really, but um, 
But no, I just remember being like occasionally checking Twitter and getting updates that way. Oh yeah, because you were like Insta commenting on the tweets I was doing for Ranger Command. So yeah, because I knew I was like, oh god, I gotta freaking live tweet this thing, and. I didn't want to do it like on the computer because I'd been sitting at a computer all day and I didn't want to do that. So I was just sitting on the couch and thankfully we have a a big enough widescreen TV where I was just like taking pictures with my phone, cropping it, and then getting it out there and sending it out. So before we recorded this, I actually rewatched it again, both the toy panel and part of the Beast Morphers cast thing. I just watched them over again, especially the toy panel, because when I was like live tweeting this, like I missed certain little comments and like little side mentions of things. So mm-hmm. I was glad that I rewatched it because I was like, okay, I see where they're going with this. But yeah, it's been a big couple weeks of news for Power Rangers, at least this past week. So first off, we're going to talk a bit about Renegade Games and Power Rangers gaming in general, because they've got a lot of things cooking. First of all, earlier this week, they announced a brand new site called Power Rangers Gaming. What was great about this is it just collects everything about the Power Rangers games in like one easy to access website. Links to buy all of the packs that are available. They even have a news section. They have a section to like start playing and then some scenarios. They have updated rule book and FAQ to download And so all of the different scenarios, all of the links, and I'm really glad that they kind of consolidated everything because trying to navigate it through the Renegade site was a little much like if you wanted to find something specific. So I'm really glad that they changed everything and kind of consolidated everything into this website. Also, they changed the name of the Facebook group, which used to be just about Heroes of the Grid. And now it's just called Power Rangers Tabletop Gamers by Renegade Game Studios. It's not only for Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid, but Power Rangers Deck Building Game and Power Rangers Role Playing Game. And we'll talk a little bit about those in a bit. Have you guys checked out the new website? What do you think? I'm on it right now, actually. It's pretty nice. It's very comprehensive. I don't know if I ever will really get into it, but in case I do, it's nice to have it all in one spot. Easily understand what each thing is. (laughs) Yeah, that's my big takeaway is I'm glad that there's just one centralized location where it's easy to get, you know, the info you need in an expedient manner of, okay, here's where I can go to learn more about the game. Here's where I can go to buy the game. Here's where I can go to see videos of the game or whatever. Like, it's all there and it's all simplified. Mm -hmm. It features a lot of great artwork from Dan Mora and other artists for the game. So just a really great site, really comprehensive. I'm really glad that they built this out. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. This is the big news that dropped today. And I'm so glad that we waited to record because I think this is massive for power rangers gaming in general. I know before, like with Hasbro, We've been concerned about, hey, our license is going to expire. Our partnership's going to expire. And I know one of those was for Renegade Games. 
And I think Hasbro just put all those fears to rest because with the amount that Renegade Games have proven themselves, this newest announcement, Renegade Game Studios expands partnership with Hasbro with G.I. Joe, Transformers, and My Little Pony. So it really seems like Hasbro is saying, all right, Renegade Games, you did such a great job with Power Rangers so far that we'll just give you all of our licenses. Mm-hmm. I think this is fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, it's it definitely huge. It's a very good sign. And there was an exclusive reveal of this through Forbes, which, I mean, hey, it's it's Forbes, so... There's a quote here by uh, Scott Gaeta, president and publisher at Renegade Games. He said, Hasbro has brought so much joy to fans through these worlds filled with rich narratives and iconic characters. We're excited to expand our relationship with Hasbro to bring these stories to hobby tabletops in a new way. So not only are they doing, of course, Heroes of the Grid, they're going to keep doing that, but they are also going to be doing a new role-playing game and a new deck-building game for Power Rangers. A fifth edition compatible. And I'm not like a D&D guy, but from what I learned, I guess fifth edition is like the latest rule set for D&D or what they're so, using? So yeah, if I may. Oh yeah, you're uh, you're far more experienced uh, in <laughs> role-playing than As I am. someone who has been playing role-playing games for, well, probably nigh on 15 years or so now. Yeah, fifth edition is the latest Dungeons & Dragons uh, system. It is pretty simplified, which makes things a lot easier for, you know, different settings and mm-hmm. character building and things like that. So... With there being a, a Power Rangers 5th edition compatible role-playing game, uh, we need to play this. Uh, we we <laughs> need to all get on Discord. I don't care if I have to run the game. I will learn how to run the game. But us and maybe friends of the show, we all need to get together and play the Power Rangers role-playing game because that, that news literally has me vibrating with excitement. So that's awesome. Yeah, but 5th edition is the latest system version of the Dungeons & Dragons tabletop role-playing game. Okay. So 5th edition compatible Power Rangers role-playing game and upcoming Power Rangers deck-building game. And both of these, you will be able to demo virtually at Renegade Con, which we'll talk about in a bit. That's October 9th through 11th, but also Renegade's Morphin Meet virtual event on October 23rd. And both of these will be on shelves in the second quarter of 2021. So, uh, more like kind of like that spring summer time frame. I'm so excited for both of these items. I can't. Please, Renegade. Here's my mailing address. Let me review for you. Let me review the games. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't a deck building game what they tried to do with the action card game, or am I completely off base? I think. The action card game started more as a gimmick for the Morpher that they tried to slapdash a deck-building game around. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 
Yeah, it was for the Morpher, but they also had like a set that you could buy. It had like die and small die and like a play set that was made of paper. If they're doing a new deck building game and there's more cards to collect, yeah, I'm excited. And if this can expand to ev- all of the Rangers and all of the different teams. I actually really liked the action card game back in the day. I tried to collect every single card. I know for that game, they used a lot of artwork and assets from... It was from the Sentai. From Ranger Strike, yeah. So Ranger Strike was a Japanese action card game that had 40 years of Super Sentai because that's when they were doing it around the time of Gokaiger and a little bit before that. So I know that a lot of, like with the Power Rangers action card game, it was a mix of that artwork of like promotional photos that have been circling around. Mm -hmm. So it was a mix of like photos and artwork. And I swear to God, if they're getting like the same artists that they did for Heroes of the Grid for this card game oh yeah i mean dan mora and some of the others i'm gonna be over the moon oh yeah i I won't even have to play it i just want to get these cards just for the artwork i know i feel like i'm gonna be down that rabbit hole as well yeah i still got my binders full of the action cards yeah i I was just gonna say i have talking about this i found my short box full of all my action card game cards as I was unpacking boxes and I'm like, what is this? And I opened it up and I saw, <laughs> oh my God, there's, there's gotta be like hundreds and hundreds of cards in here. So yeah, I went a little nuts back in the uh, Ranger card game day. Oh yeah, me too. I've, I've got binders and boxes and all, all my stuff. holographic ones and the, the special rare ones. Like, I think I have three of shadow Ranger. I have like five or six light speed yellow cards. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember we did a giveaway, like one of our first giveaways had uh, some of those cards. Yeah. God, that was, that takes me back. (laughs) God. Before the dark times. (laughs) We've really been doing that this long. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I already enjoy Heroes of the Grid, the cards that come with those. Uh, Like I said, just great artwork. So I'm I'm really excited for now we've got three Power Rangers games. That's that's pretty incredible. This is a good time for Power Rangers gaming, absolutely. I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait, you guys. I am literally shaking with excitement because I love tabletop gaming so much. It's probably my other big hobby outside of fandom stuff and it's like Power Rangers RPG where you're, you know, rolling up character sheets and playing as Rangers. That that is going to be so amazing because depending on how the system works, and again, we'll see more when they actually demo it, but like, what if you could create original teams of Rangers where you're not beholden yeah. to say playing as SPD, playing as Lightspeed? You can be like, oh, I created this team of Rangers. They're called so and so, and they derive their powers from, like, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm shaking with excitement. This is going to be so much fun. Oh, so many opportunities. I'm excited. This would be like the perfect thing to play when the convention season starts back up again. Oh, absolutely. Just get like a group of us in a room and just play so a card game. what you're saying is Ranger Stop 2021. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do Power Rangers role-playing game. I like it. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> hey, the time frame works out. So they also said that fans will be able to enjoy entirely new websites that Renegade will be launching this fall 
to support the communities for the lineup of Hasbro games. There will be organized play, achievements, and in-store and at-home events will be added to current programs, such as the current Power Rangers free monthly scenarios and Morphin Monday's Twitch programs. So really a lot of cool stuff coming from Renegade Games, and I'm so glad that they're the ones kind of leading the charge in this. Yeah. So we mentioned some of the conventions that they're doing. First up is Renegade Con Virtual. And like we mentioned before, this is going to be October 9th through the 11th. Registration is free and open. So you'll be able to find events, get tickets, all of that stuff. They posted the schedule when it comes to Power Rangers, there's going to be like an interview with Matt Hyra. He's the game designer for the Power Rangers deck building game. So that'll be on Sunday and we'll link to everything, but it's not just Power Rangers. There's like all different kinds of games for this. There's so much that they needed to do another event specifically for Power Rangers and it's called Morphin Meet, and that's October 23rd through 25th. They're going to be doing interviews and panels like with most of the In Space cast. So uh, Tracy Lynn Cruz, Patrick David, who was the Red Psycho Ranger, Wally Wingert, who was the Psycho Blue Ranger, Selwyn Ward, Christopher Kamen Lee, and then Dan Mora for artists, and uh, the Power Ranger game designers, Jonathan Ying and matt hyra game demos of the games that we mentioned earlier and workshops there's going to be like a painting workshop there's going to be storing your collection and transporting your collection workshop and just so many different things that they'll be talking about and that is also a free event so these are free events i'm loving this oh yeah like i'm loving that renegade sort of started as this kind of obscure gaming company that got the the license to make the power rangers tabletop game with with heroes of the grid and they've now done so well with that product that they're able to expand and create more and do more and hold these these you know virtual events and these things that yeah i can't wait man i'm so excited yeah that's it for renegade games so a lot of stuff coming from renegade you love to see it next up it's no surprise to anyone who the third character is in season three of battle for the grid so this is enway we got a full trailer for Scorpina. The character model looks fantastic. I think this is the first character that they've done with like a human face in the game. And I think the character model looks great. I love the video that they did. You can see all of that at rangercommand.com. We'll have uh, links in our show notes. But Scorpina is coming on December 8th as the final DLC in the season three pass. So of course this season has been extended a little more, obviously due to the pandemic and all of that stuff, but I really like the teaser trailer. It seems we'll be getting more announcements for what it looks like for her combat animations. And we'll probably get like a full trailer more at some point. I'm super excited about that. You can also order a physical copy of the game 
which they are calling Power Rangers Battle for the Grid Collector's Edition, which is available for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One. That's actually coming in a couple weeks on October 13th for 30 bucks. You can pre-order now at major game retailers, including Amazon and GameStop. And anyone who pre-orders will get the Green Ranger version 2 skin. You'll actually get a code to give that to a friend as well. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Personally, I already have the digital copy of the game uh, and all the season (laughs) stuff so far. So, yeah, I just I can't wait for more. I hope they continue with uh, a season four. So, yeah, really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I have the digital version as well on on PS4, and I recently purchased uh, a couple of the season characters. So it's a fun game. It is, and it's getting better all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the inclusion of more characters is always going to be welcome. I can't say I've played it because, like I've said a couple times before, I'm still rocking the Xbox 360. So, (laughs) 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 so, and I prefer to play console games rather than yeah games on um like pc so what i'll probably end up doing is when i get the next generation console i'll snag that up nice finally get to play in it <laughs> we gotta do more game in ap on yeah. xbox the superior system um, no, listen, you. <laughs> listen you anyways moving on to our I'm next sorry, wait, uh... <laughs> which which xboxes are we getting the series series x s x uh one xs or is it the x with the one xs there's two of them see I, it's I, not I hard with, i go with a nice easy numeral playstation 4 playstation 5 uh, real nice and simple to remember. You know, you don't have to do algebra oh, sure, to figure out what, sure. what console you're getting. Sure. Well, I mean, your audio is getting cut, so <laughs> who edits this? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking, gosh. <laughs> but but I'm not Xbox forever. Um, Mighty Morphin. <laughs> Mighty Morphin. Power Rangers issue 54 is out now. Uh, It came out the day that we're recording this on Wednesday, September 30th. While the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers battle Lord Zed's Dark Rangers, uh, the Omega Rangers come face-to-face with an all-new enemy, one that threatens to destroy all life in the galaxy and already has a head start. So you can check out our spoiler-free review and preview at our site. And then uh, next month, of course, is issue 55, which closes out Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and leads into just the Mighty Morphin and the Power Rangers series going forward in November. Another thing that has been kind of found out today, there's a TV kids guide for 2021, and this is through World Screen, which is a trade magazine for television shows and like licensing and that kind of stuff. So in this specific issue, under E1 Family Brands, it has all of their contact information details. And under Programs, of course, it says Transformers this, blah, blah, blah. It says Power Rangers. It says 44 times 22 minutes. And past versions of these have always had pretty much like whatever the current series is. And 22 minutes obviously is the length of a typical Power Rangers episode. And 44 
episodes. That's pretty much been the standard formula for the Neo Saban era and with Beast Morphers. But usually we get those split over two seasons. The thing that's interesting is because we've heard in the past that Nickelodeon, the contract for Power Rangers and Nickelodeon expires at the end of next year. So what we really don't know is, did they extend the contract? Are we getting 44 episodes in one year as opposed to split over two seasons? And we know the cast is in the process of quarantine right now before they film. So if it's all going to fit within 2021, and if you want to fit 44 episodes in 52 weeks, you're going to have to start pretty early. And I don't know if they would have enough time. Obviously, the cast and, you know, this is power scoop this is all in mirrors lane right now it's expected that the cast will be filming in new zealand for nine months so it really begs the question are we getting another split as the 28th and 29th seasons over two years and then has hasbro renegotiated a new airing contract with nickelodeon going forward so what are your thoughts on this it's definitely interesting, you know, the timing of everything. Personally, again, if somebody out there loves me, I would love to see a return to the one long season and then next year, the new season or what, you know, how it was for years and years and years and years until the Neo Saban era. But again, I think that's wishful thinking on my part. I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen. Uh, I think the more likely scenario is that Hasbro went to Nickelodeon and probably renegotiated for a longer uh, contract mm-hmm. and then is going to split, you know, the season up. But, you know, time is going to tell. Unfortunately, we don't have enough information yet, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that it's all one season myself. And I don't think it would be too far outside the realm of possibility because... A lot of those kids' networks, they do super long seasons. Mm -hmm. Usually it's not limited to only, like, 22 episodes a season, like a primetime show or what have you. Right. So it could be possible, but like Zach said, I think the more likely scenario is that they did renegotiate the contract. I could see a a couple different scenarios happening, like... If this was split into two seasons like Beast Morphers and with Beast Morphers, we didn't get like super Beast Morphers or anything like that. It was just Beast Morphers season two. Yeah. And if that does happen, if we do get a split season, I would prefer that we never bring back the whole super thing again. Oh, yeah. Just never. (laughs) Like kill that completely. I think it's interesting because on one hand, if Hasbro is sticking with, you know, their end of the year for 2021, at least with Nickelodeon, then we could get like pretty much almost every week is a new episode of Power Rangers, which would be insane with, you know, some breaks here and there. That would be nuts. 
And I think that might really put their production and CGI houses, uh, they're going to have to push it out because it's like it would have to be filming and then you like edit it and, and get it out the door and get those effects done relatively quickly because... You know, if they start filming now, like let's say October is the start of the nine months, if they're if the cast is already in New Zealand, then you got until like June of next year of straight uninterrupted filming, possibly July if, you know, they take a break for the holidays or whatever. And I could see them doing that. Like, sorry to cut you off, but I can no, no. see them doing that, especially with E1 at the helm now having them structure it more like a standard television filming cycle and mm-hmm. filming as they're airing. If they do 44 episodes in one season, Power Rangers has done that in the past. Like, God, Mighty Morphin had 60 episodes in its first season. So it would be interesting because then 2021, then that, then it's just season 28 if there's no split. Hmm. And then season 29 maybe in 2022 and then you would have season 30 in 2023 which would be the 30th anniversary so it kind of works out it depends there's a lot happening after dino fury because if the speculation is true about hasbro cutting ties with toei then what would those 29th and 30th seasons look like would it be completely original would it be inspired? Would it be a complete reboot? Uh, we don't know yet. So it, it would be interesting to see in the next coming months, especially when we get closer to next year. And typically a new Power Rangers season starts airing like the January or February of the year. If that's the case, you know, what's going to happen at that point? I think we'll find out either way. Like, I think we'll find out pretty soon if hey, we've we've negotiated our contract with Nick and we're going to be on Nick for another five years. Because I remember there was that news announcement a few years ago when when Saban Brands extended the contract. And I mean, that was like hitting everything. They're like, oh, yeah, Power Rangers until 2021. And like it was a big it was a big news item. So, I mean, between like Mare and like what's the guy who does the ratings? Burgundy Ranger. Yeah. Between like them and like the other people who were into all this stuff i mean we'll find out someone's gonna find out what's going on for us so yeah we'll find out it's just interesting to see you know how much things would change because moving to a almost weekly power rangers series that'd be great we'll, we'll have stuff to talk about for like another year at least so yeah, yeah i'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm into it. Honestly, I would be curious to see what that would do for ratings as well. Because everyone's always like, the hiatus killed the show. And what if there was really no giant hiatus anymore? And what would that look like? Yeah, I, I think that would be very positive for the franchise to not have that. Because kids have attention spans that can only be measured in nanoseconds. And <laughs> if you have Power Rangers in the limelight for, you know, oh, hey, here's Power Rangers, Power Power Rangers. Okay, Power Rangers is now gone for, you know, four months. Okay, well, then now it comes back and nobody remembers that it exists. Yeah. AP mentioned Burgundy Ranger before, and he keeps track of the ratings. And consistently for the past 10 years, the ratings have just, it's been a downward trend. 
And that's not to say anything about the quality of Power Rangers. That's just I mean, like every, all of TV has been doing that. All TV. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I mentioned this before, but there's successful shows out there. You know, I remember like The Expanse that got picked up by Amazon and on sci-fi, you know, it's a critically hit show and they were getting like 300,000 views or at some points like less than what Power Rangers was getting. And I'm like, okay, but you know, it's this critically acclaimed show or whatever. Think back to like 15 years ago. And I, I think of like Star Trek Enterprise as an example. It got canceled when it was like below 2 million views, 2 million, 2.5 million views. So it's like the television landscape and ratings have completely changed as trends and moving to digital have gone it's not just the live ratings anymore that matter right it's everything but zach brought up a good point like what would that do for power rangers if it was consistently airing yeah and there's no hiatus then you kind of solve some other problems you know you solve the international airing stuff that happens every year like Mm -hmm. you know we don't have to fly to france every time you know we want to watch new power rangers um (laughs) but you know stuff like that where if it's a consistently aired program i think fans would be happier i think you know parents and kids would be happier i would also like to see them pump these out faster on like netflix because The first eight episodes of season two of Beast Morphers will be soon, I think. Later this month. Check Netflix. But I would just like to see them like roll out these episodes to streaming a little bit faster. Yeah. I want Beast Morphers DVDs. Like, give me... Blu-ray. I want it on Blu-ray. Yeah. That would be beautiful. Yeah, the Blu-ray would be amazing. We're into season two and there's been no home media release at all for these. I'd like it more on like streaming in general as it airs. Maybe renew that Hulu deal that they had at the beginning. That Hulu deal was amazing because I remember like Super Mega Force days. I was watching it the next day on Hulu because Mm -hmm. I've cut the cable for years it just makes it easier and the seriously the only way you can watch beast morphers is if you've got philo or the nick app which is garbage yeah well yeah cable but i mean as a non-cable subscriber oh no yeah no that's what i'm saying yeah you've got very limited options (laughs) yeah it's not user friendly no, really? not at all. And if it's not user-friendly for me, it's not going to be user-friendly for kids either. So Yeah. Well, that's it for the news portion. Let's talk some PulseCon. Overall, I did watch day one, like bits and pieces. Obviously, it was a Friday, so like I was working and I really couldn't watch all of it. Mm-hmm. But I really tuned in for Saturday and... I'm not the biggest Transformers guy, but even before the Ghostbusters panel, there was this amazing panel with Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, who did the voices of Optimus Prime and Megatron. Anyways, big Transformers voices. See, that's how much I I know. (laughs) That's more than me. Yeah. 
that panel was just fascinating just to watch those two legends of animation voice acting oh, like yeah. talk to each other and and answer questions and i thought the moderator was really good and then the ghostbusters panel which was like Oy, it hurt a little bit yeah it was, it was a little bit of a cringe fest um can somebody explain to me why that was because that's all i've been not to get off topic but that's all i've been hearing is that it was a cringe fest it was just and i don't know why it was super <laughs> awkward and i, I don't it's know the if, presenters yeah the, the, it was the, the presenters there were weird, awkward pauses in the conversations. And there, there has were. been employees, right? So one yeah. of them was like, is one of the toy designers. And one of them's a marketing person. And they were in like Ghostbusters outfits, which was cool. Like it yeah, had I their like name. That. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just, it was so like stilted and scripted. Well, here's the funny thing. Was it scripted or was it live? Because if it was live, that kind of explains some of the weirdness to it. But if this was pre-shot, they should fire whoever edited it. It was completely live because okay. I was watching that Saturday stream and there was like hiccups everywhere. There was some times where like you could hear when they were doing transitions, the mic were still on. And it's like, oh yeah, we need to roll now. And this, this. Like mm-hmm. there was like enough where it was like, yeah, this is live. And okay. the Power Rangers one was definitely live at least for, no, I think it was all of it was live because there was like technical issues and you know streaming technical issues and yeah you know at one point in and we'll get to it but in the power rangers like toy and merchandise panel they took live q a they were picking some questions and they kind of put loretta who was in the design for power rangers they put her on the spot at one point and it was like super awkward Mm. so the ghostbusters panel was just awkward in terms of they were doing just like weird things like there'd be this time where it's like all right we're gonna talk about the next thing but before that we need to do hashtag slimer or whatever and it's like come on slimer and they're like got their fake proton packs and they're like shooting the stream and it's like come on guys hashtag hashtag this hashtag that and i was like hashtag get to power rangers already (laughs) it was just really rough i know this is kind of their first time doing something on this scale so like that aspect of it gives me a little more room to forgive some of the weirdness but it was really kind of cringe and and you you have these designers and these marketers trying to like hey we're we're cool like we were huge fans we're dressed up like ghostbusters let's all shoot slimer and it's like this is this a presentation for fans or is this a presentation for five-year-olds what is this blues clues mickey mouse clubhouse shtick you're doing because it, yeah. it does not work for your intended target audience yeah, yeah and my problem with it too was like the ernie hudson interview you have this ghostbusters legend Mm -hmm. and you're just fielding him all these like softball questions it's like this is an amateur hour like if you're gonna do this like put out a call to your fans and say hey submit questions for ernie hudson like pre-screen it that's another thing is yeah they they definitely should pre-screened it it should have been pre-recorded i think the thing I, I met Ernie Hudson once at a convention, and the thing that he kind of relayed to all of us because we were hanging out in the same room at this convention because they stuck all the Ghostbusters by the Ghostbuster go figure 
was that like you know there's only so many times you can answer hey what was your favorite part of the movie right. what was your fa-? like you you need to get in with more deep cut questions something that he doesn't hear every time he's at a convention because that's that's when the boredom happens that's when you get the answers that are like oh yeah well, you know my favorite line was I'll believe anything you say, and like, like he's had that answer said thousands of times over the course of his career. It's like you can't be asking these softball questions that every fan always asks. Like you, you need to have better quality in terms of your material. At least with like one of the presenters, I don't think she knew anything about Ghostbusters, or it didn't seem like it. And I don't know. I'm not. I'm not accusing anyone. It just seemed like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) yeah, it was pretty rough, but that's my point. I had just watched like this epic interview with two voice legends with, you know, someone from Hasbro marketing who like clearly really loved growing up with transformers and knew the deep cut questions to ask. And you follow that up with like, Going into that panel, I was actually kind of excited for the Ghostbusters panel because I was like, oh, man, we got that new movie coming out next year. And they did show off like the cool, like what you really like, the uh, Plasma Collection Ecto-1. Yeah, like a little less once I found out there's no lights or sounds or functionality with the action figures, (laughs) but it was just kind of awkward, the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. like you said, you know, it should have been... Hey, there's a new movie coming out next year. Why not give us another trailer or another clip, an exclusive footage, something? Here's a sneak peek of the toys we have coming for the movie coming out next year. Um, Now, granted, the Lightning Collection, or sorry, the Plasma Series (laughs) Ecto-1 is kind of what the Ecto-1 is going to be in afterlife because it is it is as they said it's all rusted out it has the gunner seat that swivels down everything so that's fun maybe that'll work with the action figures in that line that would be neat like have it work with the kid ghostbusters who can sit in the car then and do that but like we didn't get any of that i mean we only found out that that ecto-1 didn't have any lights or sounds or anything after the panel after the fact and it's like yeah why wouldn't you give us all of the details Well, I don't know why they didn't give us all the details, because if I had, you know, because if we had known then, we wouldn't have bought it. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's just so much more that could have been done, but instead we got cringy hashtag (laughs) CGI ghost hunts, and it's like, really? Well, we're not a Ghostbusters podcast, but I just kind of wanted to preface. As much as I want us to be, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) But I just kind of wanted to preface, like, set the scene of, like, this is what was going on. Overall, for what it was, I genuinely really liked Hasbro PulseCon. Clearly, they had a plan for it, and I thought the music was great. Like, Fallout Boy? Oh, my God. Like, acoustic like that after the Power Rangers panel? I don't know. I was just like, oh, man, they're singing all the great songs, and it's so freaking cool. And mm-hmm. even the Tenacious D, like, I, I loved how they did that, too. It was That was great. I was so concerned when Tenacious D, they finished up, I I think it was Wonder Boy, they they wrapped on Wonder Boy, and I was like, oh, cool, it's, it's, you know, it's five o'clock, whatever, it's now time for the Power Rangers panel, and then they went into Tribute, or Wonder Boy, whichever the last song was, and I'm like, really? Like, somebody needs to rein in Tenacious D, (laughs) because if you give them an open stage, 
they will go nuts without regard for time limits. The schedule was pretty consistent. They even said at least 2.50 for Power Rangers, which is 10 minutes earlier than they originally had it on the schedule. And sure enough, like at 2.50, everything kind of started up. So just overall, I think they were right on time with all of the scheduled stuff. Some panels were hit or miss, obviously, but that's almost like any convention. So overall, I thought they did a pretty good job. And now we'll talk about the Power Rangers portion of it and some of those reveals. So first off, the reveals for the Power Rangers panel with the toys. So they had Joe in marketing who said he wasn't even supposed to be here, but there's like another guy that he had just had a kid. So you know it was live because they were like, I'm not even supposed to be here, but I'm talking about it. (laughs) That was good. They have Jonathan who does the branding and the graphics, the packaging, all that stuff. Sam, who is the copywriter, and she was also on... Uh, the Ghostbusters portion of the panel. So Mm -hmm. when they were talking about the toys, she was also on that panel. And I thought it was kind of funny that they all switched to like Power Rangers shirts. (laughs) And I was like, I want one of those shirts, like with the the new logo. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, They had Loretta from Design, who we actually saw before uh, for the first Power Rangers Fan First Friday. That was like the pre-recorded five-minute And she was just kind of introducing all of the toys. Uh, I believe that was in May of this year. So we've seen Loretta before. She's part of the design team. And John Warden, who has moved from Transformers. And what I liked during the Transformers product panel was they gave him this really nice send-off. They're like, John's been designing for Transformers for years. And now he's moving on to Power Rangers. And... So they gave him like a really nice send off during the Transformers panel. And I think he he had some great comments. He had some great quips. You could tell he was like doing his homework for Power Rangers. He was mentioning Lightspeed Rescue. He was mentioning Zio's got a anniversary coming up next year for the 25th. And so there was a lot of talk about anniversaries, that kind of stuff. And then they had Corey from Sculpting, who we also saw for the second kind of like that live Power Rangers Fan First Friday got, I don't know, a couple months back or a month back or so. So they had a good lineup, I guess, of the Hasbro people talking about this. One comment early on uh, that was from Joe from marketing. He was like, well, hopefully we'll have some reveals. Social media has been doing a great job on that for us. Kind of like that sarcastic, like, Mm. hey, the fans are leaking stuff. How do you feel about that? If they don't want things to leak, maybe don't let them leak. Yeah, like, like <laughs> you, to, to make a sarcastic quip like that, it's like, well, gee, if we didn't have to do your job for you, you should have, hey, if you know this is, like, ready to be announced or talked about, then do that. Don't sit on it for a month and then decide, okay, we're going to announce it now when we're about to release it in a week. Like, no, just announce it when it's when it's ready. Announce, hey... Next month, we have this figure coming out. Don't sit on that information because leaks will happen. You can see that with the fans who find the codes online. And, and, you know, big shout out to Josh for for all that work that he does. Yeah, but if you don't want the fans to find it. Don't put it there. Yeah, or (laughs) for every wave, change the code structure. Yeah. Every wave, do a different code. Keep the fans guessing. 
Another thing is, like, I know when Dino Thunder White, there was some UK retailer that had all of the press images in their WordPress site. So if you're going to do that, then put a hard target street date embargo on these online retailers. Say, look, if you put this stuff on your server at any point before this date, you're done with our Mm. products just something so fans and this is a problem in any fandom from what i'm hearing when it comes to hasbro like transformers stuff leaks gi joe stuff leaks stuff's gonna leak but maybe if you don't want the fans to keep getting ahead of you make it a little harder or get ahead of the fans yeah yeah You know, what I liked was these, and we'll talk about it in a bit, but for example, like the monster collection, they were showing these cutaway renders and stuff like preliminary design stuff. And if you know that stuff is going to be in the pipe or if that's in production, then get ahead of the fans and say, Hey, look, here's an official graphic for something coming up and look how cool this looks. Yeah. I like surprises and I want to be surprised. And the real surprise out of all of this was the Mighty Morphin Pink Metallic. And I think the reason it was a surprise and why things have been a surprise in the past, despite leaks, is because it's a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. They don't put that on their site before for any people to mine that data so really in all of this the true surprise was the metallic pink ranger like no one knew about that mm-hmm. yeah. but let's get into it so i get it snarky comment haha move on but look don't put it all on the fans you have to know that there's going to be eager fans in any franchise, in any entertainment property, there's going to be fans that, you know, really want this information. They want to be kept in the loop. This is the age of social media. You either adapt to it or stop complaining about it and just accept that your stuff is going to be leaked. And I get it from a marketing perspective, and we've talked about this so many times on this show. From a marketing perspective, yeah, it sucks to put in all that work and then you know, have a fan announce it. But if that's the case, just make it harder for us to find it. Don't have some employee flap to whoever and say, we've got this coming out. Like maybe I wanted to be surprised on a squad versus B squad. Maybe I want to be surprised on the monsters. Anyways, first off, they went off with this new retro line. So there's this retro logo with the power Rangers lightning bolt it definitely looked like it was from 90s Saved by the Bell opening. Mm. That's what it felt like. <laughs> it was it was very 90s. Yeah. And so what these are are the retro Morphin figures. And essentially, they're the flip heads from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said it was minimal deco. So that's why you don't see like the chess coin on the action figures. Oh, AP left. Uh-oh. Did we lose AP? Yeah, we lost AP. Oh, dear. Do they know what happened with your guys' power? Well, here's the situation. Um, (laughs) Oh, God, there's a story. (laughs) It's not a long story. But, yeah, so I told you guys, like, we heard a boom and then the power went out. Yeah. But, so then I was apparently the first one to report it. They, like, sent the trucks out. They kept adjusting. You're like, listen, I'm trying to record a podcast, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so 
they kept adjusting the time frame. Like, first it was, like, 2 a.m., and then it was 11 p.m., and then it went back to 1.30 a.m., and then what have you. But I guess before the electric trucks came out, mm-hmm. then I heard, like, fire trucks zooming down the street. Oh, my so God. I don't actually know what happened. I think maybe something fell on, like, the power lines. Because... So, like, the Department of Transportation and Fire Company, they both put out their own press releases, but they lined up, and I'm assuming it was, like, a downed tree or something that just, like, fell on the wires and then into the road. Oh, so probably aftermath of, like, that big storm that rolled through then, right? Yeah, probably, like, loose trees left over from the tornado, yeah. Jeez. Willing to bet. Freaking weather always trying to ruin yeah. our recording. <laughs> So now we've got this uh, retro line, the retro Morphin figures, and these have minimal deco, so they don't have like the chest sticker coins of the past 90s figures. They have more accurate face sculpts, updated articulation, retro packaging, and as a designer, I thought this was pretty cool because they had uh, Jonathan from the branding and graphics. He said that All of the packaging assets back then from the old figures way back in Bandai days, they did those graphics traditionally, like they used airbrush to like make those graphics because, you know, back in the 90s, there wasn't a lot of computer graphics for this. And what I thought was really interesting from like a design perspective was he was saying that. Uh, And they kind of kept making a joke about it, like, oh, we had to put on our marketing lab coats or whatever. And and they said that they had to recreate those assets digitally. But now that they've recreated that artwork, now they can use it going forward. Now it's archived. Now it's something that they can keep using. That makes me think they're going to do more. Well, yeah. Well, they did say, so when I was first reporting this on Ranger Command Live, I was doing the live tweets. They just mentioned it was Jason, Billy, Zach, and Kimberly. And I'm like, where the hell's Trini? Like, what's with this, like, Trini ignoring crap? (laughs) So I actually missed in the Q&A when they mentioned that uh, they're actually going to do another wave. And they even made the comment, like, Oh yeah, we're going to be doing waves that like you can count on, you know, Tommy, White Ranger, Green Ranger, Trini. Just think whenever we do one of something, we're going to do more of it. So, but initially I was like, why the hell are y'all ignoring Trini? <laughs> <laughs> one of the other quotes was that, oh, they need more Tommies. And I'm like, do we though? Do we need more Tommies? Because they're everywhere. Yeah. They really are. So from the actual, um, so we got the press releases on these and why did it auto correct to Ranger board? I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> not in, the, not in a shade way, but like, <laughs> it's like uh, we're not talking about them. no. So afterwards, uh, Hasbro sent us press images, the press release, all the stuff for these figures. So inspired by the classic Morphin Power Rangers TV show from the nineties, Retro Morphin figures bring back 
head flipping morphing action retro morphin figures for kids and new fans just discovering the awesome action of power rangers or collectors who want to build rebuild or fill out their collection so they've got jason and all of these have like the blade blasters it's got their weapons that can combine yeah so what do you think of these i don't think i'll buy them but i like them Mm -hmm. just because they do have slightly more accurate face sculpts at least they're not trying to completely re-release the old stuff. They're just updating it for modern times. At least it's somewhat different. Yeah, I think what they pointed out with the more articulation than probably the Bandai ones. And I actually really like the belt buckles. Like I think the deco on those look really good. Um, I think that's a, a lot better, but... I don't know. My first reaction when I saw these was I really wasn't impressed because I just feel like, oh, it's it's redoing what Bandai did like maybe two or three years ago when these came out for the, mm-hmm. the Legacy Collection. And I didn't get those either because I'm not I'm not a fan of the flip heads. Like, yeah, I had maybe some of the originals back in the 90s, but as an adult collector, for me, at least for my taste, I don't care about these. I think they all look like NFL quarterbacks. I was just going to say, the, yeah, like, <laughs> the, the proportions on them are kind of off. They just look so wide-bodied. It's not great. Yeah, and I get it if they have to somehow incorporate that for the head-flipping action. Right. But my point is, like, it doesn't look like that because the you know the front of it looks like it just it just flips and they did mention something interesting like you could like keep flipping this or it like auto flips and keeps on flipping it was like a little side comment that they made and i'm like so wait it automatically flips and you don't have to touch it like they almost said it was almost like on a timer so i was i was kind of confused by that hopefully they clarify that yeah yeah i just feel like you don't have to completely redo these. Like I feel if the shoulders were brought into like normal proportions and still had the head flipping, at least if they look like normal figures, if it was even more different visually from the Bandai ones, then I might be on board a little bit more with those. Mm-hmm. But as it is now, not for me, but other people who may have missed out, that's great for them. In all honesty, I might pick up the pink one. Mm-hmm. just because kind of a long story but when no, i was a kid i had the pink i had the pink flip head and i loved it the like original bandai one was one of my favorite toys one of my best friends decided it was also her favorite toy whenever she came over my house so <laughs> i hid it and to this day i do not know where that thing went do you still live in your original house yes so I'm like convinced that eventually, like, it will <laughs> like you pop lift up, up the day. floorboard and it's just it's there. just like the flip head. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to mention that these will be available uh, spring of next year, and they all retail for nine ninety nine. So for ten bucks, it's actually not that bad. Yeah, what price you point get. is really decent. I think when the Bandai ones came out, I believe those were fourteen ninety-nine. I'd have to like go back and look, but I think you're right, because I remember that the legacy figures were twenty. And yeah, I think that the flip heads were slightly cheaper. Anywho. 
Retro line, retromorphin figures. There you go. Moving on to the Megazord, and there's a bit of confusion because the listings for this in actual retailers call this part of the Lightning Collection. But when I rewatched the panel, they said that this was also part of the retro line. And this is the Zeo Megazord. So this was, I don't want to say leaked, but it came out like a couple months ago that it was coming out. And then I think it's been available at least in stores and online for maybe a month now. Uh, but yeah, this is the retro Zeo Megazord action figure Megazord. Cause I don't want to, it's not like a combiner or anything. Yeah. You can, you can switch out the helmets, which I think is a neat feature. The gold is painted on it. It's got a ton of articulation. And this was another example of them recreating the package designs. And I think they nailed the look for the Zeo packaging. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is available at Entertainment Earth and other retailers. Retail price is $69.99. It's available now. It comes with five of the Zeo helmets, the wings and sword accessory. Each helmet represents the power of a different Zeo Power Ranger in the TV show gives the Megazord different abilities. The package artwork was inspired by the 90s branding for Power Ranger Zeo, perfect for display in any fan collection or posing out at playtime. And right now it is available as a see now, buy now on Entertainment Earth. And again, uh, we've got those links in our show notes. So what do you think about this one? Man, that price point is just a little outside of what I think this toy deserves. Um, yeah. I enjoy, like you said, the articulation is cool. The swapping helmets ability is really cool. I like the idea of a Megazord action figure. However, $70 and it doesn't have any, like, like it doesn't combine there's no lights or sounds. It's just mm-hmm. basically a big hunk of plastic. Ugh, that's a bit outside the range I'd like to spend on something like this. Now, if I do ever see it on sale, maybe it drops down to like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're closer to what I think it should be, you know, at retail for. But 70 is just... Yeah, I have to agree with Zach. I mean... Mm-hmm. Also, I'm just not the wildest fan of Zio, but it seems like a really nice product, if not completely overpriced. I also agree with the price point, and I brought this up on the show previously, but I feel like I don't want to buy this until we know or if they continue to do action figure zords like this, because... Yeah. If they were to do a whole line of these and you would have like SPD and Lightspeed Rescue, and if you had a whole bunch of Megazords in the same scale and had the same articulation and details, then yeah, I think I would go in on the line because I saw someone pose the Lightning Collection Zeo figures that were out with this in the background. And so for pictures and display, oh, it yeah. looks incredible. Mm-hmm. It's great yeah, it as a display amazing. piece. Yeah. 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 But I feel like if this is just a one-off 12-inch action figure Zord, and they don't do any more from other series, then it's kind of like the odd Zord out. And 
I don't know if I want that. Yeah. I'd rather take a combiner over big action figure, essentially. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. If it was to become more of like a line, that would be a little mm-hmm. more of an incentive. Mm-hmm. So definitely uh, Hasbro, and they said that they listen to fans and stuff. If you want to continue the retro Megazord line and, and do this with other seasons and, and maybe some other seasons that don't get represented enough, then yeah, I'll go in on these for sure. At that point, I just may pick and choose my favorite Megazords. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to note that they did say that there's going to be more Zeo in the future, quote unquote, because oh. next year is the 25th anniversary of Zeo. So I like if they're going to tie in anniversaries with products, and we've already seen them do that with the Lord Zed and Rita wedding pack, because that was the 25th anniversary of that of the wedding episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice to see more Zeo next year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if the Zeo did well, it would be nice to see everything else. Mm -hmm. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's a good sign. Yeah, for sure. Now we're going to move into the lightning collection. And for me, this is the most exciting part of Hasbro PulseCon of, of what they revealed because, you know, we heard hints and teases and, and all this stuff, but to actually see the renders that they've did for some of these, the spec sheets for the figures and to hear the designers talk about it, it really got me pumped up for a lot of these figures. And first up is the Monsters Collection. This is an all new line for the Lightning Collection going forward. They're still in scale with the Lightning Collection. It's just the monsters are slightly taller by an inch. So these are like seven inch tall figures. And that's to really make them menacing and posing against the Rangers. And you already see that with Goldar, like the Goldar figure. He's a beefy figure for the Lightning Collection. And I almost feel like Goldar was a test for them to do this, but I think they're awesome. They're going to be slightly higher priced. I think the price point was like $30 for these figures. And we got King Sphinx and Pumpkin Wrapper. And Pumpkin Wrapper comes with the pumpkin heads that you can swap with the Ranger figures which we wished and hoped for and talked about on a previous episode of Ranger Command. So we're getting our dream come true. Like, I don't know. We just, we, we somehow pulled that out of the ether and we called it. And I, when they announced it on the live stream, I had to stop and go, wait a minute. Isn't that what I, what we wished for on the podcast? Like, and now it's happening. Ah! Yeah. And I loved those images. Oh Yeah. King Sphinx, they said that for this figure, there's like little airbrush details. If you look at that picture, like it's got kind of like these blue airbrush type highlights on it. What was really cool, at least with the King Sphinx figure, was that he even has, I mean, they didn't spare like any details on this. He has his staff from the episode and the figure looks amazing. King Sphinx was that classic figure, even though he was in one episode, and and we talked about this before, he was all over the early marketing and the early packaging 
like I remember they did there was like a cartoon almost drawing of them in that in that art style where they're fighting him. I don't know if that was for like the VHS cover or like another toy or something. But King Sphinx was memorable just because he was in all of that early images for Mighty Morphin. Like even I think the Power Rangers board game back in the nineties, he mm-hmm. was on that too. Yeah, yeah uh, the art you're talking about for the VHS cover, I think I actually had that VHS. So, like, oh King God. Sphinx <laughs> is one of those iconic villains, even though he was just a monster of the week. So he was also in the Imagine X line with Scorpina. So we had a little Imagine X figure of him. And he was also part of a Micro Machine set back in the 90s that was against, it was like with Titanus and King Sphinx. But to have like an actual action figure of him, I think is really cool. And I think it's awesome because I think like when I was a kid, I was like, wait, is he like Goldar's cousin or something? (laughs) That's what I always thought. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Cause I mean, they both have the big wings. Their, their faces are just big lion faces. So yeah, e- even as a kid, I was like, are they related? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, Pumpkin Rapper. And we talked about the head swap. It's got like this lightning effect that can, like he's holding one of the pumpkins and there can be this lightning effect around him. And I loved the look of it. And again, he has his own uh, deco washes on it. So it really replicates, I think, um, Power Rangers Media Info on Twitter. They posted a picture with like one of the promo shots, promo photography of Pumpkin Rapper back in the day. And the accuracy on the sculpt of this figure is 100% spot on. And one interesting thing that they noted in the presentation from a design standpoint was that Pumpkin Rapper, his head actually has a larger ball joint in the head because he has such a large head. The larger ball joint makes his head really move around and gives it that really bit of articulation that makes him more expressive when you're posing him. So I think that's a neat detail. Yeah. I can't wait to pick this one up for sure. He's going to find his way into my yearly Halloween display. (laughs) I've got the Funko pop of pumpkin wrapper too, because that was one that they uh, created when those pops, I love pumpkin wrapper and it I, was, f- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can, what? Can you go- can what? You- no, I was just going to say, I'm like, this is all bringing me back to um, a while ago. I don't remember when it was. Sorry. I need to look it up now. I went on that weird Twitter rant about how scary pumpkin wrapper actually was. <laughs> and I was like, if I saw pumpkin wrapper in a dark alley, I would be terrified. And Just yeah, look up just... Secret Ranger fan pumpkin wrapper. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was right around roughly this time last two or three years ago. Yeah, and... when the Funko came out. Yeah, and it was just, like, about how uh, <laughs> monsters in Power Rangers are ridiculously goofy But to be honest, I'd be terrified if one of them popped up in real life. I remember that tweet. Yeah. And it was just like a whole thing about the purse monster. And that thing was just creepy to begin with. (laughs) 
Hasbro, do not give a figure of that one, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then Vince Vince replied to it with a picture of pumpkin spice Triscuits. And then I told him, <laughs> I'm more scared of pumpkin spice Triscuits than pumpkin wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, oh AP, are you, are you picking this one up? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like possibly <laughs> um, i mean it looks really nice and i love the whole like pumpkins mm-hmm. that can go in the ranger heads to give the rangers another accessory is fantastic because you don't even need to put him on mighty Morphin. you can make shadow ranger be pumpkinized <laughs> or yeah. any of your lightning collection oh that would be amazing but i liked what uh loretta on the design team said she said it recreates like those classic now classic gifts. Like if you search pumpkin wrapper on Giphy or something like that, you're going to see this iconic scene from the show. And I like that. They're kind of also paying attention to pop culture and just what's popular with fans I mean, Pumpkin Rapper's been everywhere. I know the Ranger Danger guys love him. That was in Kyle Higgins' episode of uh, Hyperforce. And it's just cool. I mean, Pumpkin Rapper is literally iconic. But I want to ask you all, what monster, and it can be from any season, what monster would you want to see in this monster collection line? Nasty Night. I would love to see that just to to pose with Zach. The Zach figure just came out. Mm Because that's another action figure I had when I was a kid. I had the Nasty Knight action figure. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the few monster figures I had. And I loved that thing. That and the chicken guy. Yes. The one with like the freaking like chicken face on its body. Yeah. I had that one too. I had the chicken one and Nasty Knight. And they were like the monsters that all of my rangers fought when I was a kid. So those two just for like nostalgia purposes for me, I'd love to say. But if we're being real here, I would love to see, I don't know, more complex type monsters, general type monsters. Um, Imagine like a lightning collection like Diabolico. even sledge a lightning collection sledge that That would be be amazing yeah no um gosh what's his face a clipter well yeah him but also the one from grum emperor grum from spd yes and or yeah they're on such a spd kick lately like yeah give us grum that suit is terrifying or um the dinosaur one god i'm forgetting his name too the from Mesagog. Mesagog or Grum. Like those two? Yeah. Mesagog and you give him an Anton Mercer head. Yes! Oh, so he could switch. Dude. Dude, that'd be awesome. Or what if you make Mesagog a two-pack with an Anton Mercer body and then you could pose him with Trent? No, Mesagog and Elsa two-pack. Oh, or Zeltrax. Zeltrax, Elsa 2-pack, yeah. Yeah, give us Mezagog separate and have the Anton Mercer head too, but an Elsa and Zeltrax 2-pack would be awesome. Or... or, A 3-pack. Yeah, 3-pack. Oh, a villain 3-pack, that'd be nice. Or, because, you know, they're doing this whole versus line too, what about a Dr. O Zeltrax 2-pack? You can still have the Black Ranger separate, 
or you could do the black dino thunder ranger on his own mm-hmm. but the two pack with zeltrax but have the dino thunder black be the one from dimensions in danger like the robot version of dino thunder black so you could still or, use the same mold or you do another dino thunder black <laughs> but you add an extra accessory piece that is just a case of amber that goes right <laughs> over him <laughs> i'd buy it i'd buy just it just a plastic just a plastic cover for the it's, action it's like a plastic like shell of amber that goes around the figure that'd be incredible <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be hysterical wait what if it's like an invisible dino thunder black like it's a translucent figure because he could turn invisible that would be interesting like i'm thinking from like a hasbro perspective now because they <laughs> love re- reusing molds like oh super dino mode it could just be super dino mode there you go there you go there we go, there you go. Mm-hmm. so have dino thunder black be his own single release and then two pack with zeltrax but super dino mode perfect Everyone knows I want Eye Guy because he's disgusting and it'd be great. <laughs> what if they made parts of the eyes like squishy? Oh, oh. I hate it, but I love it and I want it. <laughs> like, um, like the main body is hard, but then some of the eyeballs are like that squishy plastic. <laughs> uh, I literally just made my skin crawl. What if Eye Guy was like a build a figure? And just every villain figure had like a couple eyeballs in it. Smush them all together. (laughs) You buy all the villain figures and you got eye guy too. So so eye eye guy is is one, but what about this one? Terror Toad, and he comes with decals of Ranger helmets to put on his stomach. Yep. Yeah, that's perfect. I would almost want it to be instead of decals that would like lose their whatever. What if they just made his belly like magnet and the helmets were like little magnets? That could maybe work. I was just thinking cost effective of just like a sheet of 10 copies of each of the helmets. So you can just keep replacing them as, as need be. I think the magnets might work because mm. it's not, it's not like expensive because you could do that like super cheap magnet material where you know, it'll stick on, but you know, you look at it the wrong way and it'll come off. But no, I, I, I like that. I like that monster. That's classic. Cause Terror Toad is a cool monster. And I, I think the idea of having that ability of showcasing, mm-hmm. Oh look, he's eaten this ranger. So their helmet is on the, the belly now. Yeah. You know? And that would be a fun way to explain why you don't have certain rangers. yet. <laughs> Like oh, yeah, not... I don't have I don't have Billy yet, so uh, the blue sticker on his on his belly. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> From like a classic MMPR point of view, I love Sockadillo. Sockadillo was I had the toy of that as a kid. That was my favorite monster just from his design point. I don't know why he's just an armadillo, but mm-hmm. there was something about the toy with like that you know, that big round shell that he had. And just from a design perspective, I just, I really liked that figure. And I think it would be cool if, if he had like the soccer ball form where he turns into a soccer ball. Yeah. Yeah. His big like ball form. I think that'd be neat. Like hollow shell type 
like AP was thinking about the amber just to like save on costs. Cause you could have like two halves of the shell in the packaging. Mm -hmm. That's some thoughts I'm thinking, but I'm all here for the monster line. I think it's a great way to distinguish the lightning collection. That means you don't have to have monsters as part of a wave. You can do more Rangers in the main lightning collection. And then with the higher price point, $5 more or no, $10 more because it's like $20 to, to 30. Then you have the ability for those extra accessories, that extra detail, the larger scale. So they could really go wild with this. And there's so many, God, there are so many monsters in power Rangers. That's something that they could do forever. But I don't want it to become like an MMPR love fest. Like just give us classic monsters from major seasons. And they just, you know, we'll talk about it, but the two pack with SPD blue, why not give us like a Murloc figure? If you're talking about like iconic scenes, then you could have your red Ranger, your blue Ranger, Murloc, everything with sky's dad. That'd be pretty cool. It would be neat, like, if not individual monster releases from now on, maybe, like, multi-packs with, like, a couple iconic monsters from each season. Mm-hmm. That way we can still get the monsters, but maybe it would be more, like, economical because maybe people would just buy them all instead of just one by one. And Yeah, I think they can do it both ways because... You know, we're getting these versus packs and they already did one of the versus packs essentially when they had uh, Lost Galaxy Red and Psycho Red. Technically, you could call that like one of the first versus packs and they did it with with Tommy and the putty. So there's already a format for the two packs that they're now doing these versus packs. And yeah, I think that's a great way to have Ranger villain, Ranger villain. But specifically the Monsters collection, that's just a great way to get generals out. Because if the two packs focus on like major villains, like, you know, Astronema and In Space Red, which we'll talk about. If they're focusing on like main baddies with a Red Ranger for some of these two packs, that's great. And then the Monsters collection can focus on the generals and maybe some of the more memorable Monsters of the Week. Yeah. Well, speaking of the versus packs, and I am so excited about this SPD B squad versus a squad blue Rangers. Mm. I love it. When this happened on stream, I, I, my jaw hit the floor and I think the only noise that came out of my mouth was "Ah!" my only reaction was sky. (laughs) 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 I absolutely love this. And just seeing the render of the B squad, you know, it makes sense because now they're doing in space figures. So you kind of have minimal tooling with that mold because you have most of that recreated like a squad blue ranger when they have that motocross armor to see that replicated accurately in action figure form is pretty crazy if you think about it like i just i love it and it comes with uh their blaster so it recreates a blaster but 
all the accessories that they give for Sky, his SPD sidearms, the baton, the sniper mode, there's two blast effects, uh, his face, which I hope they do a little bit more work on, but even the hands, like if you look at the render sheet for that, he's got the hand to hold up the SPD license, but he's also got the hand when they do their roll call pose where he does like the two. Oh, oh, that's so cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So I'm digging that. I think the a squad sculpt looks awesome. And I kind of joke. So where's a uh, Beavor's head? Because that was the, <laughs> <laughs> the alien like tusk seal dude, but that's fine if he doesn't, because I think those suits are, are pretty cool. So what do you think about this one? I think it's amazing. I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this is, exactly what i wanted and we get a sky head which you can put on your red ranger figure to yes! replicate that yeah. i didn't even consider that mm-hmm. dang that's cool i mean if it, if it wasn't for like how kind of messed up the red ranger figure like helmet was i would like mm. buy that one too but i might just have to get this because it's sky yeah he's so cool i was almost hoping like when the rumors were out there about b squad versus a squad i was almost hoping it to be like jack versus charlie because then you have that opportunity yes it's another spd red figure but that would give them the opportunity to like fix the helmet in that (laughs) case but hey I'm just glad we're getting another SPD Ranger. Oh, yeah. And it looks beautiful. Yeah. And it it, looks looks beautiful. And it's just, like you said, I love the two-pack with the A-Squad. And there were some details I noticed on the sheet, which I may have missed on the show, but the shoulder pad has a big A on it for A-Squad. Yeah, I never noticed that. I never noticed that in the show either. And the other armor piece has like the, the vertical logo for SPD spelled out uh it's just it's little details like that i think they did a really good job replicating from the reference for that i just hope the actual figures look as good as the renders do (laughs) like don't (laughs) don't skimp out on us Uh, but moving on the most anticipated that everyone has been waiting for in space red ranger versus astronomer that is an insta buy for me Mm mm-hmm I was going to say, I think AP, when that announcement hit, was the most excited about anything I'd seen in quite a while. <laughs> it just, I've, it looks so good. It does really look great. So Andrus and Astronema, Andrus was one of my favorite, like, Red Rangers mm-hmm. of all time. Like, Astronema was always one of my favorite villains. I don't know how I, like, held it together when I met Christopher Kamen Lee at Ranger Stop. <laughs> But I did. But no, it's just, it looks amazing too. Mm-hmm. The head sculpt with like the hair with the streaks in it. And then the astronomer and she's got like the little, like the beads and stuff. Artwork. I love the render because it's almost like you can strip away her armor because the chest piece is another armor. It even comes with like her boomerang that she used, that U-shaped boomerang weapon. And her staff, obviously, that's that's iconic. And we get a new effect piece, like a new lightning effect piece with this. Mm-hmm. It looks great. And Andros looks great. The yeah. the figure for that looks amazing. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Like I said, insta buy. 
Tom Whalen, obviously, he's killing it with all of the artwork. They look incredible. Oh, man, forget about it. Tom's art is amazing. Yeah. They did say in the stream that she had so many great hairstyles, quote unquote, and they were almost asking the chat, like, what's your favorite hairstyle? Just give us an accessory pack for this with all of her different faces. Crank out like a... $10, $15 $10, $15 pack of all her hairstyles and a head with the like robotic yeah. mind control chip. Done deal. Has yeah. her pulse exclusive. That's what I'm talking about. You don't have to make it like a totally mass produced thing. This is exactly what Hasbro Pulse is for, is for mm-hmm. exclusives like that. Yeah, do an astronomer hair pack accessory. I know people have joked about it online and on Twitter, and you know people have mocked up like the different wigs and stuff. It's but, the greatest thing, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but go, but go full out. Have literal different heads with each hairstyle. Yeah. Don't just make it like a swappable hair. Make it swappable heads that are nicely sculpted for each occasion. Maybe even with different expressions. Yeah. And then we've got the Wave 7, where they made another comment, another snarky comment. I think the quote was, interwebs, thanks for helping us do our jobs. And I'm like, well, okay, we've talked about that, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dino Thunder Red. This is awesome. So we get the Thunder Max Saber. We got the Tyranno Staff, Blast Effects piece, extra pair of hands. I love it. I think his his face is kind of eh, but with all these different press shots, personally, I thought the um, in space yellow, I thought the Ashley head sculpt in those press photos looked bad, but I actually saw it in person because there was one at my GameStop. I didn't buy it because I have it pre-ordered on Pulse, and now I'm thinking I should just go to the mall tomorrow and get it and... <laughs> cancel my pulse (laughs) pre-order but seeing it in person ashley's head looked really good yeah so i'm hoping that uh connor's looks better in person too yeah but for the most part they got his 90s boy band hair down so that's good i mean this is the first lightning collection figure i have ever pre-ordered i pre-ordered dino thunder red that day nice nice pre-ordered it on target.com I mean, mainly because I had credit there, but uh, <laughs> I had some Target Circle credit. But also, I'm kind of hoping that that they ship out the exclusive packaging. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that right now. Um, that was a pretty good segue, and we'll talk more about the rest of Wave Seven. But exclusive to Target is what they're calling the Spectrum series, and the box artwork so the figures there's nothing different with the figures all the same accessories all the same stuff the only difference with the spectrum series is the style of the box so there's new side profile illustrations by tom whalen the overall color has been inverted so it's a mainly black box and it's got these lightning squiggles and the logo are in a holographic foil and As someone who geeks out about graphic design and packaging, they said that they busted out swatch book for this one or whatever. It looks great. Like just from a printing, a packaging standpoint, it looks really sharp, but I'm torn because I want to get the regular wave seven because, you know, keep it consistent, 
but I kind of want the box, the new boxes too. <laughs> like I get it. People are going to say, well, it's, you know, you're double dipping and they just want more money. Yeah, of course they want more money. It's, it's a collector's line, of course. Yeah. But stuff like that is just enough to get me to go, well, I'm a good consumer. I'll get these too. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. One to take out of the box and one to keep in it or I, I don't know you can kind of justify it that way yeah exactly I could take out the ones from the regular packaging and still display those side profiles on my shelf and I'm quick <laughs> quickly running out of shelf space for these uh, <laughs> but just to preface it it is a limited run of these so if you see them and you're on the fence about them go get it also included in the Spectrum series is the re-release of MMPR White Ranger. So that was part of the Spectrum release. But as far as the rest of Wave 7, not only do we have Dino Thunder Red with the new fire effect, the Tyranno stuff, uh, they said that they really highlighted that he comes with all three of his weapons. So that's pretty cool. We get the green with evil version of the MMPR green Ranger. So this is the essentially the normal one because the one in the two pack with the putty was the fighting spirit version. So mm -hmm. this is the correct green Ranger with like the gold buckle, um, the correct holster, the right belt, all of that stuff. And let's not forget that sweet, sweet eighties mullet and head bandana. Yes. And that and head sculpt looks amazing. It does not really good. By the good. way, like that looks yes. so accurate. And they said in the stream, quote, this is the best portrait in the line so far. And I have to 100% agree. That looks exactly like him in Green with Evil. Yeah. They even had have, have have his scowl when, you know, he was on the bars and talking to Kimberly. They matched that perfectly iconic super iconic and the z putty and i love the z putty that was my favorite version of putty <laughs> yeah the z putties are so cool and it's got its own blast effect all of these are going to be available starting december 1st so in a couple months hopefully from Hasbro Pulse. The Green Ranger comes with the Dragon Dagger, Sword of Darkness, Blast Effect piece, the extra pair of hands, and that awesome face sculpt. And then the Z Putty comes with two Blast Effect pieces, not only the chest piece, but also like this Fire Fist. And he comes with two different hands as well. So I love the Z Putty. I hope we also get uh, like a two pack of these as well uh, just to army build that is my favorite putty and these are available at entertainment earth walmart and obviously uh, has repulse as well so definitely pick those up and at target as ap mentioned then the big surprise which everyone was completely surprised about yeah i was just gonna say this was an actual surprise for once which was nice. <laughs> metallic pink ranger and it comes with Cat. It's Cat's face sculpt. Yeah. This is a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. And I want to check if it's actually sold out. But what do you think about Metallic Pink Ranger? I think it looks awesome. At first I was skeptical. And then y'all posted the uh, packaging shots. 
and everything mm-hmm. like that, it looks cool. You can easily blow it off as just a gimmick, and it kind of is. But if this is the only way that we're getting like the second team of Rangers faces, then I'm for it. Yeah. Like if this is how we get Adam and Aisha and Rocky and hell, even a new Tommy face, then I'm for it. Uh, the price point is a little higher. It's about $5 more. It's so they're $24.99. But what I love about this is if you have the original Pink Ranger Lightning Collection, you can just swap out and put Cat's face on the regular figure too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very smart way to give us both portrait sculpts and the the same thing with like yellow and all that stuff. And I know people are like Mighty Morphin, Mighty Morphin, oh, let's move on from Mighty Morphin. But it makes sense. This is how they can do something new, yet still give us face sculpts that people mm-hmm. are requesting. Yeah. Now that all the MMPR figures are out, the base figures, now they can move on to these metallic versions. And I love these more than the legacy ones because they truly made these completely translucent. And they said that Hasbro was using a new technique to mold the glitter into the body. And also they've done like an overspray on parts. So it's got this like kind of this sheen sparkly effect and it adds like this depth to the figure. AP, you mentioned the packaging. That was another time they're like, oh, well, we pulled out like our swatch book or whatever and we're doing like the packaging has glitter on it. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't even know that. I just thought it looked like glitter. No, it's literally glitter paper. That's cool. For the packaging. Yes. That's actually really cool. And honestly, like besides all the packaging and everything, I think her the face sculpt looks really nice. Yes. Pretty um pretty on point. I don't know. It just looks like such a neat figure. I just I love how it's yes, it's like you said, it's MMPR, but it's different. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's what I like about it. It's still something new. They even did a new a new effect piece for the arrow. So it's the same effect piece as what came with the original Pink Ranger, but this effect, the arrow is also translucent and sparkly. So it's great because you can totally mix and match this with the original Pink Ranger figure and really get some life out of both figures if you're doing, you know, different pictures and stuff. Yeah, I like how they, I mean, I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just like the display thing. But I like how they packaged her with the cat head on the ranger body and the helmet was separate. Yeah, I think that's another great way to like subtly. They've done that with other figures where it's the ranger helmet that's separate. And specifically with this pink ranger, I think that's a good way to separate for the metallic line and gives more focus that, yes, these are face sculpts for the second team of Mighty Morphin. It's perfect. It's more eye-catching. Yeah. Just a couple other things to note from this panel. They did say that there are more announcements coming in more Fan First Fridays. So hopefully we'll see more details soon on uh, future releases. Oh, this was another thing that came up. There was a different 
press photo that someone found for the metallic pink ranger and in the stream they called it like a hidden easter egg for fans but the press shot showed that cat comes with her zeo subcrystal that's pretty cool i don't know how that's going to work out with aisha Uh, because she didn't become a Zeo Ranger. So we'll see. But how cool would that be if, you know, metallic white Ranger comes with Zeo Crystal? We'll see. Yeah. Also, they had a Q&A segment where you could totally tell that this was live because (laughs) they got a little bit, I don't want to say flustered, but uh, a couple of the questions like threw them off a little bit. Which is crazy to me because it's like, you guys are the ones behind the scenes. You're the ones posting these questions, like for the graphics on the show. Like you're, you're picking what questions are being asked to the panelists. (laughs) Are we getting transforming robots? And they said, you know, why would we bring John Warden who's worked on, you know, the Transformers line for so many years, if we weren't going to do transforming robots? So it's kind of Mm -hmm. like. You know, why would we bring him on the team unless I think with him on the team, we're finally going to get, I hope we get some amazing transforming Megazords. Yeah, same. There's another quote that uh, it's great to see pair ups. Wild Force is coming up on a big anniversary because someone asked if there was going to be like a Wolf Ranger Zenaku two pack, which would be incredible. Yeah, that would be pretty amazing. Because that's, you know, another iconic storyline, another like Ranger versus villain pairing. That's what they said. Wild Force is coming up on an anniversary. So we'll see more role play items. I think one of the quotes is like, well, how do you flesh out like the rest of the team? Like what's coming with the rest of the team? And they're already dipping their toes into it, like with the helmets, with the new Lightning Collection MMPR Power Morpher. Hopefully, we get to see some new releases of new things. I know the Legacy Collection, when Bandai had it, at the tail end of the Legacy Collection, we got the Zeonizer. We got the Gold Ranger staff. I have both of those. They're pretty good. I think it'd be really tough to make those different enough if they were to bring them into the lightning collection i think it would be maybe just like a zeo crystal aspect that would be neat oh my god if we got like a full scale zeo crystal like the little crystals though that you that go into the zeomorpher technically it would be neat if you could swap those out and it was like color changing yeah i could see that yeah i don't know i'm just trying to like spitball here oh sure sure some fans asked about the green ranger chest diamonds because the figure doesn't have the diamonds underneath unlike what we got for the uh tommy two-pack this question like complete like they totally threw loretta under the bus for this question and i felt bad for her because she's like oh you know the references and and we checked and this and that and all the fans after the stream, like you just saw all these memes of like references. Well, here they go. White diamonds, white diamonds, white diamonds, white <laughs> diamonds. Here's him with different versions of the white diamond, this and that and that. And it was like, okay, guys, we get it. They put her on the spot. She didn't know how to answer the question in a way that didn't say, well, we skipped out on the pain app because it's cheaper to produce. Like they can't, they can't say that. Yeah. John Warden said that he liked Lightspeed Rescue. 
So that's where mm-hmm. the Lightspeed Rescue came from. I swear to God, give us some light speed rescue. Come through figures. for us, John. Yeah. Yes, oh. John. <laughs> give us the V Lancers, John. <laughs> you already have. See, that's why I think they would they would do that because we got the Tyranno staff, and we've gotten many staff weapons in this line so far with different villains and uh, rangers. So, give us the V Lancers with the light speed rescue. Give us Carter Grayson. Yes. Carter Grayson. Yeah. Carter All-American Grayson. <laughs> yes. Just can, I, just can I just get the Super Train Megazord, please? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I love I trains like re- and I love Megazords and the Super Train Megazord would be amazing. I just want the Rescue Megazord. I would love the Rescue Megazord too, a transforming one, because... That was one that I missed out on because by that time I was kind of falling out of Power Rangers and I never had the original version. I could never find it. Mm -hmm. I was never able to find it at the stores. So when I was a kid, because that was when I was getting kind of like into buying my own stuff. Like I was like saving up my not allowance because I didn't get an allowance, but like birthday money from like my grandma. I was like stockpiling that. I would just go to the store and I bought the N64 games and the Game Boy games and like the other stuff. But I never got that Megazord. And we make it big enough to carry the other Zords inside it. Oh, my God. Yes. No. Now, that's a HasLab. Yeah. That would, it, would, it would have to be a HasLab. Like HasLab Super Train Megazord, you're looking at at least a couple uh, hundred. But I would, dang, I would, I would that. buy that. I would buy that in a heartbeat. The Omega Zords, the... Yeah. Uh, so speaking of HasLab, they did, because people were asking like a HasLab Megazord. I think a lot of people were referring to the Mighty Morphin Megazord. And they said that that's obviously something that, you know, they're looking into. But they said it's because of the passion of the fans. Like the passion of the fans would really have to turn out to support something like that. I think the only failed release of the HasLab was the Cookie Monster that was the only product that failed for HasLab. But that was where the quote came from in the stream that said, make your voices heard as fans. So, you know, I think we can do that in a respectful way and just let Hasbro know what you want, whether that's tweeting at them, social media, whatever. I mean, don't completely hound them, but through tags or posts or whatever, even if you have like the old toy or a picture from Lightspeed Rescue and, you know, tag them like, hey, I'd really like to see these guys come out and then get some support, you know, have your friends retweet it, like it, comment on it. And I think if we do enough of that, like, let's really show them that, hey, we want some of this cool stuff. There's so much like great legacy of Power Rangers, we have almost 30 years of it. There's so many amazing designs and monster designs and story points and these moments that, you know, they keep talking about at Hasbro, like they want to recreate these story moments. There's so many of that throughout this franchise. And, you know, I really hope that the Lightning Collection can continue to go strong so we get more of this, so we can you know, complete some of these teams that they mentioned, like, you know, they want to build out teams. That's why we're seeing more SPD, SPD blue. That's why we're seeing in more things related to in space and mighty Morphin because they want to keep continuing those. So let's do it. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I kind of tweeted about this because um, I think it was Power Rangers Media Info. They posted mm-hmm. a picture of what the titanium morpher went for on eBay recently. Yeah, it was like 800 freaking dollars. And if someone's willing to pay that much for a titanium morpher right now, imagine how many people would be willing to buy like a maybe like a $50 lightning collection titanium morpher, maybe a um, Pulse exclusive or something. That way it's not wide release. I would be so on top of that. I would like that's like a day one purchase for me. Yeah, I'm still kicking myself for not buying it for like I saw it on eBay a while back when I bought my rescue morpher mm-hmm. it was on there for like 70 bucks almost minton box and i didn't buy it from the same seller i bought my rescue morpher from and i didn't do it i don't know why mm-hmm. i didn't do it i should have done it but <laughs> yeah 800 dollars is ridiculous and if that's what they're going for my god now would be the perfect time and what separates for the marketing perspective if they want to get more people interested in Lightspeed Rescue or general fans who who may have missed out on Lightspeed Rescue, say, look, this is the morpher from the first American-made Power Ranger. This is the first yep. exclusive Power Ranger that came out. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect marketing strategy to do that. Focus on he was the first, like, non-Sentai Ranger. I want it so bad. <laughs> right? There's so much we want that Hasbro just, all they have to do is say, hey, guess what? We're making that thing you want. It's like, okay, here's all the money. All the money. I feel like anything they do for Power Rangers, it's that kind of like unique property that mm-hmm. there's going to be someone there to buy it no matter what you do. Yeah. If they think something is going to underperform or undersell, then make it Hasbro Pulse exclusive. And the great thing about Hasbro Pulse exclusive and what we seen at PulseCon was when some of these products were selling out, they even said, okay, we're going to do a second run of these later in that year. So everyone has a chance to get it if they want it. That's why I like the concept of Hasbro Pulse. They still need to work out a few kinks like, hey, maybe let's get these figures out if you're saying fans first get it out before target and Walmart and Amazon, like actually deliver them first ahead of some of these retail releases. Mm -hmm. I just don't know why they have such a problem, like beating the distribution to the retailers. It's, it's your own site. Yeah. That's a little, it's a little weird. I mean, I just got yesterday. I just got my Goldar and Zeo red and I'm still waiting on, Ashley and MMPR Black. And like I said, I already found Ashley at at GameStop. If you're Hasbro Pulse, I should be getting it before the retailers. Or if you don't, maybe like a special Hasbro Pulse edition, like maybe an extra accessory or something. Nah, I wouldn't even want that. I just want want my figures. Okay. I don't want to completely go Hasbro Pulse all the way because... I'll be honest, like the last wave, I was able to get them all on Amazon. Like I just said, F it. And I just went on Amazon. They were all on order. I bought it. I got it. And I canceled my Hasbro Pulse. All I'm saying is once they eventually decide to actually charge for Hasbro Pulse premium, because they're, I think they're regretting that uh, they keep extending the free version of it. 
I love free shipping. I yeah. love free shipping. And for the most part, you know, each figure, I, I do get annoyed when I get like four boxes and it's, you know, all the different figures, but at the same time, they're all packaged fine. And I haven't got many that have been damaged box wise, but I know where I'm going with it. Like if you're going to make me eventually pay for Hasbro pulse, then I want these figures before everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like guaranteed. Like if you're stop with the delays and I get some of it is COVID, but then make sure that your warehouse gets the distribution first. Cause right now, if they, you know, eventually switch to a paid thing, if I'm just getting power Rangers and you know, they're not saying all these exclusives are here and that's the only property I care about from Hasbro, then is that, you know, 30 bucks or whatever a year worth it for me? I don't know. Any other thoughts about uh, the toys or lightning collection side of the Hasbro PulseCon? I mean, not really. Yeah, I just I mean, thought it was nice how there was still like a, there was still a surprise. No one saw the whole metallic pink coming. And at first everyone was kind of disappointed. They were like, I, I liked the reaction from uh, Chris Long that he had. He was like, oh, it's just another MMPR, the pink. And then they showed the cat head and he was like, oh, God. Like, like that's it's kind of how like I feel like most people felt, and I felt like that was kind of nice though, you know. Oh yeah, it was. There were still some surprises, some nice surprises. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, Those two packs, the monster figures, like they're all awesome, and yeah, I want to get them. And those two packs, all those two packs are basically like insta buys for me. So absolutely, me too. So. Hoping we get those pretty soon. I love it. They're great. After the toy panel, uh, there was the Beast Morphers uh, cast panel Q&A. They showed off the bloopers. And again, we'll have all these links in our show notes. The bloopers are now available on YouTube. So that whole blooper reel is available separately. Uh, We got a little bit of the Dino team up preview with the Dino Charge Rangers Uh, That's also a separate clip on YouTube now. And we got the, uh, like a new teaser trailer for Dino Fury. Everyone needs to stop freaking out because it's all like stock footage that (laughs) you can purchase separately. It's not, they, they literally just got to New Zealand. They haven't filmed Jack for it yet. And this is the same thing that happens every year for Mm -hmm. these announcements for a new series or every other year. It's always filled with, you know, some, generic stock footage that you can buy online and that's a common practice in the tv world i got into an argument with somebody online because they're like well how hard is it to just you know film them around the stages or whatever for five minutes it's like dude have they even built the stages they just arrived number one number two there's still probably a good two or so weeks of pre-production table reads stunt training like they're not yeah. ready to film yet they're in like new zealand quarantine too yeah like, they, they are also they're quarantined. taking they're actually taking it seriously there they basically eradicated it from the entire country mm-hmm. so like which is amazing they, they <laughs> literally have to uh, like for real for real quarantine when they get there so they probably really can't want- go anywhere I want to sidetrack just a bit, and edit, Eric, you can edit this out, but apparently one of the top Google searches the night of the presidential debate was, how do I move to New Zealand? Oh. 
Well, if you do, it'll be a two-week quarantine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Stick me in a hotel for two weeks, no problem. But as long as it gets me the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> I mean, that may be an option. If, uh, if November turns out differently than what we all want. But speaking of New Zealand and, and the cast, we got half a cast announcement and there was a great uh, little video. And of course they filmed this video. Like it looks like they all filmed them separately and just said, okay, here's my video for, for the announcement, you know, probably before they were headed out to New Zealand. So Russell Curry is going to be the red Ranger and the red Ranger's name is Zato. Kai Moya is going to be the blue Ranger named Ollie and Hunter Denno is going to be the pink Ranger and she's going to be Amelia. So we didn't get the green and black Ranger. A lot of people were like WTF. Why didn't we get the full cast on the stream? Andre, who was hosting the panel said that, you know, we'll get more announcements in the future. I did not watch Rue soldier, but Apparently the green and the black ranger, I knew that much from like the big Sentai team up. Cause I watched that. So the green and the black rangers are like separate and they come in later in the story. And so I thought it was interesting how the announcement kind of followed that too. Like the green and black rangers are going to come later. So the announcement is going to be in the future. But what do you think of the cast? I think it's interesting how Lee, uh, Monkey Ranger, Yeah, he said, I think he said, it's nice how the Red Ranger is actually older than him rather than progressively younger than him like it has been. Yeah, so and, I found out, I found out Russell Curry is like in his early 30s. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa. oh, shit, there's still hope for me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was, I was shocked. Like. This is someone who literally grew up with Mighty Morphin, if you watched it. Yeah. Uh, I think he's only like five years younger than me. He's like 34 or 33. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, I don't know if his character's meant to be older or he does look young, though. Like, he does not look like he's in his 30s. Yeah, I thought he was in his 20s. So when I found out he was like 30-something, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Obviously, he has that weird name like Zato. That's that's weird. So mm-hmm. are they following the Rue Soldier storyline where there was like an ancient team of Rangers? Is is he going to be kind of like, is he going to be an alien? Is he going to be like an ancient human who first had the powers and he's been reawakened? And we don't know. That kind of throws to some interesting dialogue choice that they had in the teaser where the narrator said, 65 million years ago, uh, the, the morphing grid. They brought the power of the morphing grid to Earth. And it's like, well, yeah. dead is, is, does that mean like they're. That's interesting. Could this be somehow a prequel to Mighty Morphin? Will this tie into Dino Charge some way? Because Dino Charge's powers were 65 million years ago, right in on the back of a meteor. So is it going to connect? And I said on Twitter, since Dino Charge is in its own like dimension, is Dino Fury like the prime universe version of Dino Charge? Hmm. Oh, 
That's a good point. We don't know all of the details for that. So I'm definitely looking forward to the story. Um, I think the cast who we have so far, I think they all look great. Of course, they're getting attractive, you know, Instagram type people. That's fine. Not to take anything away from Russell Curry, but kind of want like Kai Moya to be the Red Ranger. I thought, you know, I think that might have been a cool because it's like we're getting like another Asian Blue Ranger. We've had a lot of those. (laughs) I know that Russell Curry, he's mixed. I know he has some, I think he's like an eighth Japanese. I've seen an interview, like I think his grandmother was Japanese. So needless to say, I'm all for all of the representation and, and diversity that Power Rangers continues to have. I'm just, I'm surprised that every year or every new series they're still able to surprise us. Like with Beast Morphers, I was blown away when we got that cast reveal. And it's the same for Dino Fury. There's so many different combinations of, of people and, and diverse. I mean, that's the whole point of diversity. You know, we're all humans, but we have a wide spectrum of just people in the world. And it surprises me whenever we have a series that's announced. It seems like Chip or whoever is behind casting at least in the Neo Saban to Hasbro era, they've been really surprising me with the diversity of the cast. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's so important. Just speaking overall in the Beast Morphers panel, I love that they had a pre-film thing with Cosme and Christina for Ben and Betty. They were able to ask the panelists their own question and it was pre-recorded and there was a nice interaction between them. So I'm glad they weren't completely excluded from the panel. That was a nice surprise. Overall, I loved the behind the scenes stories that they were telling, even though Rory's connection was a little bad at times. He had some great things to say about being a black Red Ranger during this time. And I also liked the insight between Colby and uh, Liana for Blaze and Roxy, how they took enough time to think about for the second season because they went from avatars to robots. They took the time to find a way to like differentiate their character. And then Colby mentioned, oh yeah, and so we we were watching like Blade Runner and we got mm-hmm. inspiration from Blade Runner. And I was like, whoa, that's a deep cut. And <laughs> to get your acting off how the replicants were in that movie, I was like, props to the two of them because they made <laughs> an acting choice and stuck with it. Yeah. I thought that was great. So overall, it was a fun panel. I know I like the bloopers. I I did watch the bloopers afterwards. I didn't watch the panel, but mm-hmm. I would say watch the panel if you get a chance. Okay. Um, I thought I thought it was a well done panel. Yeah, there's some technical glitches and this and that, but it just made me love the cast even more. You can really tell that they're all really good friends and that they had so much fun filming that. And that's why I love that they do the bloopers for these panels because the bloopers are like the most hilarious thing. I love that. Seeing Smash do the dab, I was like, oh my (laughs) God, that's... (laughs) And all the times that Jax, like his head came off or he fell over, I love that with props. It's hilarious. So now we're going to move on to our Ranger Nation answers where we asked... What was your favorite Power Rangers announcement out of Hasbro PulseCon? And I want to turn that question to us first. So, Zach AP, what were your 
what was your favorite announcement out of all of this? Definitely that SPD two pack. I mean, that's basically the only time in the PulseCon stream where I actually like fanboyed and I, I my jaw hit the desk and I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe they're making that. That's amazing because mm-hmm. you know it's more SPD, which we love SPD. And um, it's neat that they, you know, they could have done a monster. They could have done, you know, Sky versus Murloc, or they could have done, you know, Sky versus a Crybot or something. Mm -hmm. But they decided to say, no, no, let's go, let's go whole hog with it and do a squad blue. And it's like, that's neat. You know, even if it's just an in-space mold with some extra kit on it, but it looks great. And I can't wait to get that for sure. And I don't care make the rest of the B squad even release red just do SPD like B squad versus a squad packs for yeah. the next year. And I'll be happy. Like, let me complete that team. Yeah, let I me mean, complete two teams. Actually. Yeah. Actually you can complete two teams at once. <laughs> I, know, I was just like most excited for the Andros and astronomer two pack. Just because oh, yeah. they're two of my like most favorite characters in like the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to buy that. Yeah, for me, I mean, I loved both of those, but um, I really liked the fact that we got the monster announcement because I just think that opens up such a wide array of different monsters that they could focus on. And I'm really excited about that. And if they all look as good sculpt wise as what Pumpkin Rapper and King Sphinx look like. And here's the thing. People complain about like the Ranger like the actor faces, but they acknowledge that on the stream. They said, we're getting better at the portraits. We're doing everything we can to make them look more accurate. But with monsters, you really can't mess up unless it's a paint app. And that's why I was so excited because that pumpkin wrapper looks like, like a hundred percent like that press shot of pumpkin wrapper Mm -hmm. from the old days. I was most excited for the monsters collection for sure. Uh, But let's move on to what Twitter said. Mason T. Merrill at Mason Merrill. He said, really enjoyed all of it, to be honest. Tyler Waldman at Arisef said, for all the sleuthing by the fans, Hasbro still has the capacity to surprise. I quickly spent way too much money on toys, including Connor and Kat, and I'm really looking forward to the monsters in two packs. Their answer about the Green Ranger's chest, though, woo awkward dom at dom underscore palumbo said uh, anyone know how to watch it i missed half of it thanks well i'm glad you're listening because it's all on youtube (laughs) right now excel hedge wakanda forever at excel hedge said blue b squad versus a squad although i wish sky had swap mode glad i got another evil ranger team to look forward to collecting oh and just heard about lightning collection monsters give me psycho ranger monster forms that'd be neat yeah edward sanchez at edward is the man said my favorite part was the lightning collection so excited for the andrews and astronomer two pack it looks more phenomenal ari at three zekiel said that pumpkin wrapper figure I don't ever buy figures, but I think I'll make an exception for my favorite classic villain. Clankatron DLM at Kiro underscore die said the SPD blue two pack got me the most excited. Ranger Chronicles podcast at Ranger Cron pod said, I forgot that Zeo Megazord hadn't already been announced since we've known about it for so long. The monsters line looks cool, pleased with metallic armor. And how will this give us the newer Rangers? 
anyone notice that the only show footage they used was from MMPR? I didn't notice it until he pointed it out, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Callum at Callum MacArthur underscore said, I had my expectations pretty low, to be honest, but I was really surprised. I really like the idea of the two packs, and I think I'm going to get all of them. Writer Club at Writer Club Maine said, It was enjoyable. Some surprises, and the Dino Fury reveal was cool. Josh Perry at Living Ranger Cave said, It was amazing. I was going in only really expecting the Zeo Megazord and Wave 7, but I was pleasantly surprised. I think Hasbro built a lot of good faith with this. Von Zato at MrCooper92 said, I really enjoyed it. The highlight for me was the Metallic Pink Ranger. I was going to pass up on it until they revealed Cat's face. Definitely screamed when I saw it. Also, how they revealed the Dino Fury cast. Hashtag Zato for life. Ant Sentai 5 said, It was better than I expected. Loved the Metallic Armor Pink reveal. Monsters and especially the two packs. They all look great. Who can forget the Dino Fury cast reveal? I like how they revealed red, blue, and pink first. At agent underscore K underscore zero said, I enjoy the usual current series panel along with the Ranger reveals in the next PR series. And I love that it was virtually live on YouTube. Joel at Thespis Punk at Thespis Punk said, Overall, really well handled from the panels and reveals to the experience of buying exclusives. It all went pretty smoothly. All right. I will have to say that the exclusives, like buying that Lord Draken figure and being a Pulse member mm-hmm. and being able to get it on Wednesday, that was literally the smoothest transaction that I've ever done for an online exclusive. I was made sure I was signed in. They gave me a captcha to make sure I wasn't a bot. I was in a queue, a virtual queue line for maybe a minute. And then I was able to check out and I got my Draken. They were already in stock. They took the money right out of my account. They shipped it. Like, I think it was like the next day or day after. And I literally got it yesterday. It's a gorgeous figure. Really the smoothest exclusive process I'm glad that it was one per figure, so screw you, scalpers. Mm -hmm. I was able to get my hands on one. That's all I wanted. Hasbro Pulse did a similar thing at the actual Star Wars convention in Chicago last year. Um, I went to get in line for the Black Series exclusive Obi-Wan and Darth Maul in the retro-style card packaging from Mm -hmm. when Phantom Menace actually came out, and... I thought, oh, this is going to be an absolute mess. Like, I'm going to have to wait in line for hours. I literally walked up to the front of the queue and the associate stand. I said, okay, can I see your email with the code? Beep. Okay, uh, here you go. And, like, ushered me right into, like, the short line where the Hasbro Pulse premium members, like, exclusive line was. Oh, wow. And it literally was, like, I was in line for maybe five to ten minutes. And I got up there and I said, uh, yes, I'd like one of each of the Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. Okay, here's your, here you go. And, okay, thank you. Have enjoy the rest of your show. And it's like... That was so simple. Buying con exclusives should always be this easy. Yeah, it really should. It really should. (laughs) Ben at BAM06J said, Nice to see they had a few surprises. Just need release dates now. The Nickelodeon Fan Club at the Nick Fan Club said, I was impressed with the toy reveals. I didn't think the Automorphin toys could get any broader. I'm glad (laughs) Cosme and... Betty still got into the Beast Morphers panel, and I'm surprised we didn't get the full five Dino Furies revealed. 
I'm sure the pandemic prevented the filming of the season's main villain because the last three series' first trailers had them. Unless Geisel is the main villain, which I doubt. Oh, and Astronema needs all her wigs. <laughs> that she does. Uh, moving over to our Facebook comment section where Jeremy Walker said, Monsters! <laughs> the the shortest comment yeah. uh, in this. Um, and then moving over to Instagram, the Syngram said, My favorite announcement was the Lightning Collection versus two packs. The SPD Blue Ranger A Squad and B Squad was something I never thought we'd get. I've always been a big fan of the A Squad, and I'm super excited to finally get them in action figure form. As for the Andros and Astrona two pack, that's something I've wanted since they announced the first two pack. I'm glad we're finally getting an Astronema figure, but it's way overdue. Lavender Ranger said everything except that only three of the cast was revealed. Frowny face. Life underscore of underscore Lorenza underscore Harris 2020 says. Cast reveal and everyone that is salty about they only revealed three. Keep in mind, in Ryu Soldier, red, blue, and pink were the first to be shown. Yep, that's true. Steven underscore Stormer said Dino Fury. Orange underscore Ranger underscore SPD underscore seven said Dino Thunder Red and the VS pack of SPD Blue. Spidey Matt 93 says, I guess the reveal of Metallic Pink and the two monsters. Honestly, the whole thing was disappointing. When it came to the Q&A. Okay. NASCAR fan 2021 said, The cast reveal of Dino Fury. And now I'm waiting for the other three. Black Ryan 1295 said, The new team Dino Fury. Nice. Well, I appreciate everyone uh, listening to this episode of Ranger Command. I'm really excited for future announcements from Hasbro, especially if they do more fan first Fridays and uh, more reveals that way. My advice to them would be just try and stay ahead of the fandom and maybe tone down the sarcastic uh, comments because <laughs> it's, it's not our fault. If you don't want things to be revealed, find a better way. Overall, I really enjoyed Hasbro PulseCon. I think, I think we all did in some form or another. It was really cool, and I hope they do more of these in the future. I definitely hope at some point there's an actual physical PulseCon, and that way that would give us another excuse to hang out and see each other, but <laughs> who knows anymore? <laughs> <laughs> who knows with everything going on? I'm saving uh, my immune system for the next Ranger stop. There you go. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph, on Facebook and Instagram at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. If you listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or you can review us on Podchaser. We'd really appreciate any reviews that you guys can give us that really boosts our engagement and it boosts our exposure to other people that might not know about the podcast. So if everyone who listened to the show reviewed us, we'd be through the moon on that. That would be amazing. So definitely consider reviewing us and just checking out everything at rangercommand.com. So until next time, we will catch you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, everybody. 
You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.